Just before we get into this episode of Wolf Takes a Bite, I want to remind you guys that this episode is very video forward content, which you can watch on YouTube at Wolf Takes a Bite Pod on YouTube. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Go check it out now. Who are you fucking people? What kind of information do you know? Who are you? I've asked you a question. I don't know shit. I asked you a question. Serial number 0012. Uh-huh. You ever gonna smell freedom again you're gonna tell me, you selfish bastard? Fuck you, copper. Oh, you're a goddamn communist, ain't you? Ain't ya? Yeah. Can't prove shit. Well, we can prove it through all the transactions you've been I just run a small podcast in nowhere, Kentucky. Giving out information there. You know you're over there in nowhere, Kentucky. I'm Running talking about nothing that ain't basement. true, man. Ain't nothing I say ain't true. Who's got the new code? What? Next thing's gonna be some waterboarding. Oh, I love it. I'm thirsty, you motherfucker. You're green. Sounds great. I'm an alcoholic. I'm John Wolf, and this is Wolf Takes a Bite. Welcome to Wolf Takes a Bite, the podcast where we explore the darker corners of history. I'm TJ, an official expert in the government, the FBI. I've been watching these guys show, and we feel we need to interject. Today we're diving into one of the biggest scandals in American history that definitely never happened. That's right, we're talking about J. Edgar Hoover. First take. Wow, that was good. Um, just something to get us fucking Notorious going. Notorious B.I.G. Big Pop. <laughs> I don't <laughs> have that on the soundboard. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey, there we go. That's it. Get the theme song rolling. Okay. This is the most professional he's acted this, this well, entire goddamn You gotta raise your yeah, exactly. when I'm in the building. He's, that's what he's doing. <laughs> Welcome to Wolf Takes a Bite. I am your host, John Wolf, with my co-host, Devin the Lord Gray. That's me, bitches. And special guest, <coughs> not FBI agent, uh, no. TJ. Yo! Definitely not an FBI agent. De- not. Definitely not. I was not help. sent by anyone. Help. Help. <laughs> help. 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 They're forcing me to drink. 
What? Or else. D no one forced you to do <laughs> There's that. There's a gun. That was, that was, what? There's a gun. <laughs> there was no gun. There's no gun. There's a gun. Get There's out. No gun. There's no gun. There's no gun. Get the cops caught again. They're gonna. <laughs> See, you are the cops. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what are we talking about today, John? Good energy. What are we talking about today, DJ? A <laughs> <laughs> shot acts quick. <laughs> today, we're going to be talking about the uh, creator and longtime director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, J. Edgar Hoover. Yeah, that's mm. that motherfucker right there. Your boss. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. Yeah. Former, 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 former yeah, boss. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. J. Edgar Hoover, mm. formerly thought to be a president by many uneducated people. Mm, mm -hmm, yes. Mm -hmm, well, I mean, there's Herbert, but. Yeah, okay, well, he don't count. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> he just yeah, gets yeah. fat he was, boys popsicles. He was only imagine? actually uh, the president, but... Could you imagine being elected here, president, Chris? and then years later, on a podcast, <laughs> somebody who don't know nothing about nothing, really, yeah, that shit don't count. Nope. Go <laughs> nope. fuck your presidency. <laughs> From now on, anybody named Herbert just gives the fat boys popsicles and whistles. Anybody? <laughs> Across the board? All Herberts? That's All crazy. Herberts are perverts. <laughs> all right, Life all right. Cannon. Let's do why don't, it. Why don't, yeah, why don't you hit me up with some facts? I want to learn about this man. Well, well from when I, you have notes. Didn't you say you bring notes? Oh, did, did I say I'm <laughs> notes? No, 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 no. You start. Come on, I host. will. I just wanted to remind him so he can get He's, himself. Don't worry allocated. about this. Uh, okay. This man's professional. I mean, duh. So. I just have standards. <laughs> well, they must have dropped pretty low to be on this show. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, J. Edgar Hoover actually served as director of the FBI uh, from 1935 until his death in 1972. During that time, he built a reputation as one of the most powerful and feared men in America. But his legacy is married by allegations of abuse of power, corruption, and conspiracy, like every government official. So let's take a bite out of J. Edgar Hoover and the scandal and see what we can uncover. Let's do it. Yes. That was not the intro that I wrote. That was... It could have been. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> it should have been. Fun fact about J. Edgar Hoover, his first job was working at a library. Interesting. Was it the Congressional Library? It was the Library of Congress. Oh. After his father was put into a mental institution. Oh. Explains a lot. That's sad. Yeah, it was back in the day where they did all the electrotherapy stuff, so he oh, came no. out even worse afterwards. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, Listen, man. We told y'all he was crazy. <laughs> What's a little shock treatment? I'm just saying. It wasn't a little. That's a bet. <laughs> That's what? A bet. Don't do worry you, about it. Don't do worry about it. Now, later, have, later, 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 later. You have later. the dog collar? Pause. You need to you stop it because he's going to believe you and they're going to believe you, all right? You need to stop. I told you that's only at night. Stop. <laughs> I mean, the clouds are out. It's pretty dark. It's It might as well be nighttime. I'd rather get hit by lightning. So J. Edgar Hoover is a figure shrouded in myth and legend. By uh, separating the fact from fiction, however, can be a challenge. But one thing is clear. Hoover was a master of manipulating the media and controlling the narrative. We all know somebody like that. He was a notorious hoarder of secrets, collecting dossiers on politicians, celebrities, even his own agents. And he wasn't afraid to use that information to blackmail and manipulate people into doing his bidding. Now, are these facts founded? <laughs> question or is that a hypothetical question? Because I think they are. And a lot of people think they are as okay, well. Okay, okay, okay. So an example. Amy Wood. <clears throat> Hundreds of agents tried to identify culprits, but the crime was still unsolved until now for who leaked information from the FBI 
two potentially Soviets. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Not only that, but what was it? Something like 14,000 classified case files went missing during his uh, tenure? It was, it was more than that. Probably so. Missing. Um, yes, Correct. missing. Yeah. Which is odd for someone whose first job was working in the coding system at a congressional library to misplace files, right? Mm, very interesting, yes. Seems like a conspiracy. I mean... <laughs> Would you all like to hear the first of the J. Edgar Hoover facts that I've collected for this episode? Yes, yes sir. please do. <laughs> J. Edgar Hoover, at one point, fired all of the women in the Federal Bureau of Investigation. So he was gay. Whoa, that's a crazy <laughs> leap you just made. That's insane. Women would not be allowed in agent roles in the FBI again until July 1972, two months after his death. Just the agents, though. Like, you could be the receptionist, but you can't be an agent. That's crazy. Yes, it was women, female agents. All right, no, it's a, funny. I bring that up, actually, because J. Edgar Hoover actually was found out that he, uh, well, there's allegations that he was a homosexual. Okay. And that was part of this large scandal that we're going to uncover today. Okay. Yes. So that's, there's a reason for my outlandish, outlandish brown. English freak. kicking your ass. Yeah. It's, <laughs> hold on. I got this. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that'll probably help on it. Oh, yeah, it does. One of the most fascinating theories about Hoover's involvement uh, was actually mafia he was involved with the mafia yo yes that's correct so it centers around his personal life and is well known that hoover was a lifelong bachelor but rumors actually have persisted for the decades that he had a secret relationship with clyde olsen who's that his gay lover Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the mafia and you're still at this angle. I gotcha. Clyde Tolson was actually his second in command at the FBI. Some historians believe that Hoover's sexuality made him vulnerable to blackmail. And the mafia had compromising information on him that they used to their advantage. Others argue that the rumors about Hoover and Tolson were definitely spread and deliberately spread by the FBI as a way of distracting people's attention from the Bureau's more nefarious activities. Could I ask you a question? Like, wiretapping. Wasn't he, like, possibly involved with, like, the JFK assassination? Possibly. Wasn't he, well, like... Well, I haven't got there yet. What, I'm just saying, like, what... Like, we're... we're you're, you're real interested in this man's sexuality. I'm just... Do you, is there something you need to get off your chest, John? Like, what's going on here? No, I'm pretty open about it. <laughs> so, more than 40 years ago, on the evening of March 8th, 1971, <laughs> a group of burglars carried out an audacious plan. They pried open the doors of the FBI building in Pennsylvania and stole files about the Bureau's surveillance of anti-war groups and civil rights organizations. Basically, what they found in this, and this is why all that predecessory information is important, is because it was the first and most early adaptation to show that the FBI has been wiretapping people's phones, spying through emails, and using NSA um, computer systems to spy on the American public, which is against the Constitution. Was the NSA found? Huh? <laughs> emails? There was emails. In the 70s? When did Bill Gates make a computer? <laughs> what did he say? He did wiretap a lot. Um, he wiretapped. He he would send spies just into the building of Congress and have them straight tap phone, to phone lines. It became common knowledge that if you wanted to have a conversation without Hoover hearing, you had to go outside. 
There, and there that's where he put the surveillance vans. And there used so. to be. <laughs> that's it. Wonderful. <laughs> oh gosh, that's hilarious. But yeah, uh, he did that, and that is, like you said, very unconstitutional. But it was it was his trade. His trade was information, and he understood the power of information and organization better than anyone had in government at that point. At, at, if you have eyes and ears, or I guess just ears, um, in pretty much every government building, I mean, wouldn't that? pretty much make you the most powerful man in the country. You know what's hilarious? Another fun fact about J. Edgar Hoover, <laughs> speaking of eyes, he was a peeping Tom as a child. Oh, no. A lot doing that. <laughs> the my man just wanted the information. <laughs> my man just wanted the information. That's he, all crazy. I don't know where he got caught and who he was looking at when oh, he got yeah. caught. I didn't go that deep into my research, but he was a peeping Tom. Yeah. He wasn't just bird watching. Let's just put it that way. Well, that's because the birds hadn't been invented yet. Shut, shut the mouth. <laughs> See, that actually... No, shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> but there's a real thing, Devin, that is... Animal espionage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah. yeah, you know, that started around the 70s. Go back and listen to that. You need smarter episode. animals for that. <clears throat> so, yes, the people who broke in... Uh, Right, that's what we were. That's where we were. Mm -hmm. So the plotters executed their break-in on a night when millions of people were anxious to hear about the boxing match between Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier for the World Heavyweight Championship. The bout wasn't being broadcast on US TV or radio, but networks were given updates between rounds and millions were tuned into it. The 15-round bout was a brilliant distraction exploited by a group of anti-war activists who actually set out to burgle a small FBI office outside of Philadelphia and expose some of J. Edgar Hoover's secrets. J. Edgar Hoover's secrets. J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> his name is a mouthful, as sure um, many of his constituents know. Stop! I knew that's from God damn it! <laughs> this, this is, is not okay. This needs to stop now. This is cancer. This, this is so much cancer that I can feel the tumors growing on my back. And it's weighing down heavy on me, and it's not okay. Oh, God. Oh, finally free. God, the FBI agent really gave me the grill. Yeah? Yeah, man. I was so nervous, man. I was kind of worried because when you sent me that video earlier, it looked like you were like handcuffed. What was that all about? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, are we not allowed to talk about that? What? Yeah, no, so that FBI agent, man, uh, yeah, they, they grew me pretty hard, but we're free now. Uh, uh, apparently, we're not a threat to national security, unlike Ed, J. Edgar Hoover. Right, right, right. Um, and uh, we're also allowed to talk about our sponsors. Ooh. Yeah. So Who do we got? Well, you know, uh, one of our sponsors is Amazon. Oh, my God. We got Amazon for this? We've had Amazon. Shit. Yeah, it's really simple. <laughs> All you got to do is go to grandmanmediacode.com and... Uh, Check out those affiliate links underneath this video, and uh, you can get a custom case of Monster. When I say custom, I mean it's Monster. And uh, you can get that for a really good price on there from me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Similar to J. Edgar Hoover, who was also a monster, you can get your cans of Monster. John's <laughs> personal case of Monster. I heard he drank Monster every day. Yeah, yeah probably, for yeah. sure, yeah. yeah. It was probably like more like methamphetamine. But... It had all be jacked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have, you have to when you're spying on the American 
Republic. I mean, you got to stay awake forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which kind of leads us to our next uh, our next advertisement, uh, Transistor FM. Oh, they spy on the American public? No, 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 no. But they do spy on us. And we uh, <coughs> We release, give them the information. We, we're actively giving them the information. That's what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what's yeah, happening. Yeah. Right, yeah. So Transistor FM is our actual affiliate post. Not affiliate. <coughs> Why do I always say that? They're our uh, RSS feed provider. That's it. It's all on purpose. <laughs> And with consent, unlike Jagger Hoover. That was weird. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, if you want to start a podcast like this one and uh, you like what we do, you can uh, support us by going to the link below this audio and you can check us out anywhere on podcast can be found. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. You've, this is like episode nine. How do you not have these talking points already? I do not. Try that again. Yeah, there are RSS feed provider, and you could actually use this link below uh, the podcast that you're listening to currently to start your own podcast if, if you're so interested. In. Yeah, it's in the description, and uh, using that link will help support us uh, by showing that, well, we have listeners and people who are interested in making podcasts, which is very important. Yeah, 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 yeah. If the world needs anything, it's more podcasts. <laughs> exactly. If you want your <laughs> voice to be heard... Don't do it on YouTube or anywhere else. Do it through Transistor.fm. Yeah, where you legally own your content, unlike Anchor. Uh-huh. <laughs> Must be nice. What was the other one? Uh, fuck. GreenManMediaCo.com. Right, 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 right. Our merch. Our merch! <laughs> oh, my God. So there's a lot of amazing merch coming out this season. Yeah. Um, maybe this one will have one some too. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? We'll think of it after this ad. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll see it when this ad comes out. So go to greatmanmediacode.com and check out what we did or did not do. Yeah. Go buy some <laughs> of that sick merch. It's the highest quality. It really is. The cups are porcelain. The shirts are cotton. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Well, mostly because Jander Hoover isn't in charge of the FBI anymore. Oh, they're still fucking up. Anyway. Let's get back to the show. I saw it coming from a mile away, and he still yeah. did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still hits. low-hanging fruit. Yes, like Jagger Hoover. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so Bonnie Rains was uh, one of those activists. As mm-hmm. she was talking publicly about what she did for the first time in 42 years, she states, "It seemed that no one else was going to stand up to Hoover's FBI at the time." And we knew what Hoover's FBI was doing in Philadelphia in terms of illegal surveillance and intimidation. Now, Reigns also stated that we thought somebody needed to confront Hoover and document what may, what many of us knew was actually happening. Which leads us to the investigation of subversion of the radicals. There's actually FBI documents with an intensive amount of redactions that I have sourced out here. Um, which basically, to summarize... Can, can I see it? So, uh, Hoover investigated many people, like we said, celebrities and high-ranking politicians. For instance, he even es- investigated John Lennon. Oh. Yes, he did. He put John Lennon under a full 24-hour surveillance. Why? And Hoover wrote in his book... <laughs> Sorry. To Richard Kindlenist, the U.S. Attorney General in 1972, a 25-year battle by historian John Weiner (laughs) 
under the Freedom of Information Act, or FOIA, eventually resulted in the release of the documents related to John Lennon, such as this one. One I just showed you, Devin. And I'll post here. Oh, is that okay. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Hoover was concerned that he what he claimed was subversion. And under his leadership, the FBI investigated tens of thousands of suspected subversions and radicals like John Lennon. Uh, so it's it's interesting to know something that is important to note about Hoover. He investigated a lot of he had groups of interest and he was kind of the person who initiated the group of interest system of investigation in the United States. The radicals. So naturally, at this time, you have the Red Scare going on that was really a ploy by Hoover so he can spy on communists. And uh, what is that for people who don't know? The Red Scare was a time during the United States in which the idea of communism was viewed as this wholly evil and oppository force. So it was socially unacceptable to be a member of the United States Communist Party. It was something that was not only socially unacceptable, economically unacceptable, you would get ostracized in the community if you were outed as a communist. Uh, so, and that is something that is part of the... <laughs> <laughs> We're uh, professional. Right, 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 right. I was hearing him just fine. Okay. That In is fact, I have something to add. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. That is something that was really part of the culture at that point in time. So when you have people like John Lennon, <clears throat> Muhammad Ali, these very outspoken figures that are talking to something that are even slightly communist leaning or what would be considered radical. Um, so you had a lot of uh, really influential figures being investigated by Hoover at this time for any reason. And he would find out a lot of information about these people. And in a lot of cases, he would use it to blackmail those people, uh, which was kind of his um, modus operandi, if you will. He would take, find information, blackmail, and exploit so that he can gain power. And that's how he ran the government for 40 years. In a lot of ways, whenever the government decides to villainize or make people the general population scared of a certain group of people you can often surmise that the government is trying to seize as much power as humanly possible and i would bet that yeah. whatever whatever things they did to uh spy on the communist uh they didn't just stop at the communists once the uh, communist threat was over if no yeah they're doing it on this podcast right now yeah 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 and more <laughs> uh, okay. Well, but you're right that they did not just stop at the Communist Party. It was uh, black activists and any and any other group of interest that they decided. It could be an arbitrary reason that they decide you are now a group of interest. LGBTQIA people, um, black people, communist people, any people who had non-traditional stances that were publicized could become a group of Nazis. interest. Nazis indeed. And the <laughs> FBI was kind of famous. Um they actually had investigated rings of German saboteurs and spies starting in the 30s, and they had the primary responsibility for counter espionage that fell under the FBI. So spy versus spy, it was FBI versus KGB, FBI versus Wehrmacht. These, um, the FBI was our spy in that fight. I thought I was under the impression, and I guess I was wrong, uh, that the FBI was domestic and the CIA was abroad the fbi does have jurisdiction abroad but the fbi was trying to stop internal spying oh, okay. domestically got it the cia that was, was doing so, spying supposed to people. be their job anyway they don't they actually yeah. assisted the nsa in further global spying well you're throwing that nsa out there <clears throat> like crazy today <laughs> am i hello nsa stop <laughs> why would you do that when this podcast gets rated know that i had nothing to do with this Christ. Uh, so back to this kind of this um, espionage and counter espionage that they participated in. 
The first arrests of German uh, agents were made in 1938, continued throughout World War II, and then during World War II, German U-boats set two small groups of Nazi agents ashore in Florida and on Long Island to cause acts of sabotage throughout the country. These two teams were apprehended after one of the agents contacted the FBI and told them everything. He was also charged and convicted as well. So you see a lot of, under Hoover's influence, the FBI engaging in counter-espionage domestically, to your point. Okay. okay. Um, so then that's, again, the power of information and controlling information. That was Hoover's, I mean, that was his bag. He was in his pocket. He was in his pocket with that. That's what he did, and that's what he did best. And he really worked quite closely with uh, a lot of the presidents at the time in securing this information for them under certain civil law, but doing it illegally. Why did you air quote civil law? (laughs) Because he was supposedly legally acquiring this information through a loophole in the the FOIA Act, as well as they were trying to use a loophole in um, the Fourth Amendment and the Fourteenth Amendment that allows the uh, government to do these type of wiretappings, which is later discovered in Supreme Court after 1985 that it is actually non-constitutional for them to be doing so. And then it still took until recently in 2022 for the Supreme Court to do a second ruling on the fact stating that the NSA and most multimedia, multi-million dollar multimedia sources like Facebook and all these other companies that have been stealing information from the general public for years is actually unconstitutional and illegal. So now they're starting to put that pressure back down because the American public's starting to wake up. Uh, but this wasn't such a big thing until technology really took its grasp, you know, in the early 2000s. That has to do <laughs> no, with it Hoover. Does, it does, and it's... So, you know, a lot of the ways that he used to gather information, obviously, they conducted counter-espionage domestically. That led to domestic espionage on the American people through wiretapping, through surveillance vans, through... I mean, just straight breaking into people's homes and stealing information. Those are things that the FBI actively participated in during this time period. And it's public domain and information. So in the late 30s, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt gave Hoover the task to investigate both foreign espionage in the United States and the activities of domestic communists and fascists. So Cold War breaks out in the 40s and the FBI under Hoover undertook the intensive surveillance of communists and other left wing activists in the United States. See Black Panther Party, see LGBTQ people, things like that. CC all of them. Literally. The FBI also participated in the Verona Project, a pre-World War II joint project with the British to eavesdrop on (laughs) Soviet spies in the United Kingdom and the United States. They did not initially realize that espionage was being committed, but the Soviets' multiple use of one-time pad ciphers with the single use, they are unbreakable, that single use, Uh, created redundancies that allowed some of the intercepts to become decoded. Once they were decoded, these established that, oh, the Soviets are spying on us. We finna, we finna stop that. Right, (laughs) get them. So Hoover, really? (laughs) Uh, This man is unscripted and has a great use of the word modus operandi. He is fantastic, isn't he, folks? Thank you. Give me a round of applause. Thank you. Uh, Hoover kept those intercepts. Um, Basically, he did not inform the American public that this was happening. And it became pretty much one of the biggest counterintelligence secrets that the United States had. He kept him locked in his office, just in a safe. He did not inform President Truman, J. Howard McGarth, the Attorney General, um, any of the Secretaries of State or Attorney General or any of the other people in the high office 
He did inform the CIA of the Verona project in the 50s, so after it was already well underway. So, quick pause. Group of uh, of just the intelligence agencies and community getting together and being like, "Yo, fuck the government. Let's just get all the intelligence." But in this case, it was just the FBI doing it for a decade, and then it was like, "ACA, let me put you on game. Check this shit out, bro. (laughs) Look at this shit." So it's (laughs) well, don't just blow past every note you have, my guy. Well, I'm I'm looking for bullet points. Okay. All right. So, um, basically. What we uh, we were trying to focus on here too is there was another one that you said you brought up that actually I didn't have in my notes, which was the assassination of JF Kennedy. You said Hoover is a part of that. I believe he was working because he had ties to the mafia, right? Mm-hmm. And there's there is a conspiracy that he was involved in in the JFK assassination. I believe he was also uh, partially involved in the MLK. Uh, okay, partially. Yeah. Boy, let me well, tell you listen, hey, listen, we need the we need the facts, right? We need it's the facts. It's about to be a whole different episode. It's about to get started. Oh, I'm just shit. saying, like, like so far, like I I, I appreciate the fact so, that you've set up the the scene here, but like, there's a lot of conspiracies involving yeah. this man. So, so well, I, here's what is fact: is that not the basic progression of what the FBI is based on is to control government and outrage and yes. conspiracies and everything like that? They've under the guise of national security completely but it's not actually ever been that there's the idea that jfk was assassinated by government entities for government purposes because jfk was the only president we've ever had whoever spoke completely plainly and honestly and truthfully to the general public obviously not for very long but even after that fact the Kennedy family has received huge amounts of re- repercussions as well as suspicious, mysterious deaths and disappearances. Mm. So it has to be more than just a one-time thing. Well, I, I do know this, and I know this is public record, this is fact. Herbert, or Herbert, <laughs> J. Edgar Hooper was made Hello, aware Chris. of multiple assassination plots on John F. Kennedy that were going on all at the same time by different groups. The Mafia other groups that were planning to assassinate JFK and he did nothing about those plots. Lyndon Baines Johnson is the person who allowed J. Edgar Hoover to never have to retire from the office of director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Phenomenal choice, boy. Phenomenal. And because Hoover had this relationship with LBJ, he was not going to stop him from becoming president at any point. So while I do not believe that the FBI directly killed John F. Kennedy. The CIA did that. That's fact. I mean, they didn't yeah. stop it either, even though they had the means to stop that from happening. Still team assassination. Listen, the Select Committee on Assassinations <laughs> decided that the Kennedy assassination and the assassination on Martin Luther King, that the official stories are not true. They just don't make the physical record. sense. It's like 9-11 doesn't make physical Time sense. Time out. We're not going there. That's season six, John. <laughs> hey, there you go. Now you have it. Hoover, Hoover did not do 9-11. <laughs> no, Hoover didn't. That would be crazy.
Japanese Americans well, during the I war. I know too. that there was the, all the POW things too, but I'm well, saying the, like just in general, the overreach, yeah. the overreach of this type of governmental thinking is a huge deposition. If against the government America. identifies you as a potential threat to its its safety, meaning the government's safety, not necessarily the, the American people. Yeah, yeah. Two, those are two they don't give issues. a fuck about that. They, yes. <laughs> but if they're concerned about their safety as a government entity, they will fuck you. That's what I'm saying. That should not even be a red. available or allowed to do. Thanks for redlining. I've never seen that turn red. Oh, I, yeah. He... <laughs> I do it all the time. That's why we have socks. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to do it. But no, yeah, it's it's a terrifying thought. And well, and it's, I think the scarier thought is that it's up to a person to compile that list. There's no formula. There is no objective way to look at it. It is through a the subjective lens of a human being who is fallible, who has their own biases. Absolutely, one person decision making systems. Never well, and work. I, I don't think it's. I don't. I'm doubt it was Herbert Hoover. Fuck it, I did it again. <laughs> I doubt it was J. Edgar Hoover himself making those decisions, but it was his policy and his... He set the outline for that decision to be made. Yeah, everybody who was working for him would have aimed to please him. So, I yeah. mean, at the end of the day, you know, was it him directly? No, but because of who he was as a person, I mean, that's what allowed it to happen. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's... You know, you start. It starts domestically, and a lot of the programs that we've talked about so far have been domestically. But Hoover did not want to stop domestically. Nope. He was part of the plan after World War II. He kind of advanced these plans to create a worldwide intelligence service, the WWIS. These plans were shot down by the Truman administration. Truman objected to the plan. The emerging bureaucratic competitors opposed the centralization of power inherent to the plan of the WWIS, and there were. There was a lot of aversion. Again, this is after World War II, right? This is when all of the information about the reality of Nazi Germany is becoming public knowledge. So things like the Gestapo, things like concentration camps, and this idea of what can happen in a truly centralized fascist power. So people were afraid that this WWIS would just become an American version of a Gestapo. Again, Nazis! This is either a copy and paste job or chat GPT. Suck my ass. Combination of all three. <laughs> John, I, I can see the reference number right there for Wikipedia. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Thanks, Devin. <laughs> Don't make me call you out. That's hilarious. Um, Cut that. <laughs> yeah, you will. So you, you have this hilarious. Y'all are funny. This is a good time. <laughs> The best part of waking up is Jed Hoover in your cup. Why are you drinking this, man? <laughs> Pause. Uh, so, Lazar, we've talked a lot about Hoover today, right? And a lot about his plans. Domestically, we got into some of his plans worldwide, but I want everyone out there to understand that the, the brief topics that we've covered barely scratch the surface of the true depravity of this man, the things that he did, the people that he harmed. While we joke... This dude sucked. Big <laughs> Nixon he set said the he standard sucked. for our government as it is today. <laughs> All of them set the standard for our government as it is today. This is why things are going to shit. Everybody's going to die. It's just a horrible situation. Don't trust your government. Don't listen to a government officials. They're not here to help you. Everybody is just part of the alien conspiracy anyway because, you know, they're all fucking lizards. They're all fucking lizards. Even J. Edgar Hoover had a fucking fake face, and we all know it. So, that's right. crazy. That was interesting. Um... Don't make me out to be the crazy one here. Yeah, you right, my bad, my bad. <laughs> so, 
Uh, like like we were saying, this is a this is there are some serious um, show, God damn it. even deeper serious topics that I when I was doing my research, I was like, I can't bring that up on air. That's fucked. Like, <laughs> oh no. Oh I will. Um, well, no. I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah we're good. Um, but I did have a couple more things that I wanted to touch on. Just some, if you want to get an idea of who J. Edgar Hoover was as a person, let me just let me tell you some some more fun facts that I got here. <laughs> J. Edgar Hoover was the loudest voice in opposition for the establishment of Martin Luther King Jr. Day. He claimed throughout a lot of his life that MLK was he, and he used the term civil disservant. He described himself as the ideal civil servant, and that's how he thought of himself as. So if J. Edgar Hoover, in his mind, is the ideal civil servant to the United States, and then he viewed someone like Dr. King as a civil disservant, just what does that tell you about? I'll let you make your own. I trust you, audience. You're smart enough to make your own decision there. But no, I just, you know, this person who was in the highest seat in the land, and I... You know, the president runs the, the land, good lord. But he was, though, because he, he had, you know, he would have obtained dirt and information. And that's the, and the, that's, and that's the reality of the yeah. reign of J. Edgar Hoover. He ran the country for 40 years. Decisions went through him. He had dirt on every president, every politician, every judge, every decision maker in this country was influenced and was under the thumb of Hoover during his time as the director of the FBI. So to really kind of encapsulate the idea that so much power could be consolidated into one point, I want you to understand this. After J. Edgar Hoover died, he was no longer the director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Within a year, 14 civil policies that were going to be enacted were enacted that would not have been enacted when he was alive. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and to that point, most people don't actually understand, too, that his infamous actions were actually his role in the Cornetel program, which was actually targeted political dissidents, as you were saying that, but also civil rights activists, surveillance, harassment, even violence towards them, using government officials and strong arming, even mm-hmm. pistol whipping American citizens. And that program was actually exposed in the 1970s after the dissertation. Uh, and it's honestly one of the most egregious to this date uh, again actions against civil liberties and he was he was the figurehead for that not only did he do that he was proud that he did that he was proud and fully believed that he was doing his part to make this country safer and better but not for the people but for his people and I think Hoover and the other demagogues that are like Hoover are the examples of civil liberty does not apply to all people. It applies to the people who agree. Yeah. And I think if there's any takeaway from this and from learning about this person, I encourage everyone who's listening to this, all 10 of you. Yeah, I heard you're six. We're going to make it 10. <laughs> <laughs> I, but everyone who's 40. listening to this, um, do your own research. Take five minutes. Mm-hmm. Look up J. Edgar Hoover. And you'll realize how easy it can be for someone like him to reemerge. Realistically speaking, and that's that's kind of the the part I wanted to bring up. Realistically speaking, um, in classic Wolf Takes a Bite fashion, this this thing goes much deeper than we can cover here. Um, but that's kind of the point I was going to try to make, which was that 
for 40 years, that was as close to an American dictator that we could have possibly had. And realistically, what has changed in our government to not allow someone like that again to emerge? And that's kind of... Well, not as openly, well, at least. Luckily for the intelligence committee or the intelligence agency, they've gotten much, much more covert. So Yeah, they're actually being covert about their job, which is their job. I'd be willing to bet that there's nothing really stopping anybody from becoming another. But don't be afraid of Hoover. Because he's on, dead. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> also, his wife came out after his death and said that he was a an inherent cross dresser and enjoyed dressing up and oh, dressing in women's clothing in private. <laughs> as well as he was, there was no concrete Crazy. evidence to support him uh, in any of his other claims. But his myth, the mythology surrounding Hoover's legacy is part of that to this day. However, um, that is pretty much, I guess, a wrap here for Wolf Takes a Bite. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of information out there. Maybe not so many jokes, because he's honestly not that funny. He's kind of a terrible person. Um, fuck you, Hoover. Um, and, you know what? I'll stand by and the horse, that's, And that's the horse you rode in on. Right there. That's the realest shit you said. <laughs> yeah, and the horse you rode in on. Yep, exactly. You fucking <clears throat> can't say that on air. Uh, Yo! What were you going to say? I can't say that on Never air. Never mind. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Jake Hoover was a very confused man. Let's put it that way. He was a hypocrite to the highest degree. Oh, yes. Um, Absolutely. No matter how you want to look at it, he claimed he was protecting the freedom and civil liberty of America while becoming a dictator and instituting the closest thing to fascism that this country has come to in its entirety of its existence. If you made it this far, thank you, and I'm sorry. Also, um, 